0: don't just dream about a brighter future go for it if you want to pursue a career involving technology look to a leader in technology education ITT Technical Institute ITT Tech offers career focused programs in electronics technology information technology and drafting and design call 800-741-5123 you can develop knowledge and skills that you can use to pursue opportunities in a variety of career fields ITT Tech's programs are designed to give you practical, real-world experience. Classes and day or evening courses meet just a few days each week. Career services are available for students and graduates, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Would a career involving technology make your dreams come true? Call ITT Tech right now for more information. Call 800-741-5123. 800-741-5123. That's 800-741-5123
1: to envision a world with white folks, without white folks, and be able to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda. Until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality.
2: Madjwa, Habargane, Anisogoma, peace, war. Pan-African greetings, family. This is Kamal Mckasey Tehudi, and you have entered Africa's Reascension, the expanded version. Before we get started, as usual, we'll open the show with an pie or a libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, I go, I go. Audumakuma, inyame, inyame wa, Yamewa, a treaty upon, all over in Kulu Kulu. sa, a in sa, a bassoon, in sa, a bassoon po, in sa, nana surgery, in sa, nana esiketua, in sa, nana data coffee, in sa, nana sankofa. Tiggeray, nana tiggeray, nana tiggeray Nana kumi, nana Kweku free, nana Akonadi Abena, nana Asubomten, nana Bochewewa, nana Tamensa, nana nomen samanfo, nana Namanfo abasua Faw, nana Abasun, abasua Faw, nana Yishrimo yansa Yishrimo ahote Yishremo and Chera, Sikapa, Yishremo and Kwaso, Yishremo and Kwasu Abasua Fao, and Kwasu. As to you, Odomakuman, and Yame, and a treaty upon, Ola and Kulukulu, and Guy, Quoth, Mawulisa. Use me in this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to their Tsum, tsum their spirit, and reawaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside them. Medasi pa. Medasi bio. Mo piafo. Medasi nanano. Yo medasi the Apaielivation is an ancient practice that is still done to this day in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. Welcome, everyone. This is Kamal Makasi Tahuti, and again, you are in. Africa's Reascension. Welcome to everyone that's in the chat and in the call queue. We expect to have a good show tonight. (laughs) To read from the show page, today we'll dig deeper into our current identity confusion by readdressing sections of my triumphant debate on identity last year we will look into all of the factors that actually make up one's identity and discuss factors that show how we are still African people today. We'll also introduce, uh, for a a more full perusal of future shows, the Okoto family's re-Africanization process, as well as Wade Nobles, or his African name, one of his African names, not a uh, Kweku Berko, the first, his African-centered behavioral change model. Um, I put diagrams of those two models um, on the show page, uh, but with blog talk, you've got to reduce them to 400 by 300 as far as size. So I don't know how well they came out. Um, If anyone wants, you know, the the, the full-size picture of that, um, hit me up through email kamal 301 at yahoo.com um, And I'll definitely shoot it out to you um, And we'll be using these diagrams More and more um, in future shows Like I said um, So you'll you'll want to keep them handy So you can keep going back to them for reference um, hmm. hey, How's it going? Man, I have <clears> – <throat> yesterday, I of course, you know, I'm going through the Internet looking for some other stuff, trying to find some good quotes um, for the show and listening to um, some Bobo Mawali or Malcolm X quotes. And then, of course, you know, with the Internet, you come across a whole bunch of other stuff. And while I'm not going to mention this clown to give him any props um, – it would be nice if um, he was actually listening to the show. Um, there's a brother out there who got quite a few YouTube clips and has been on um, Talk shoe a few years ago, just totally and completely um, bashing folks who understand the logic of moving away from this Caucasoid identity, moving away from this American identity and re-embracing their Africanness. Um, to talk hmm. on the better side, it's possible that this 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 person just you know ran across a whole bunch of bad individuals, and so those bad individuals left a um, bad taste in that person's mouth, and that's why they were at that time at least so vehement against African identity. Um, to speak over on the worse side, uh, they're just stupid and unlearned. And will will be one of those black skin flag waving people who will proudly go down with the American ship. Um, and then there are other people, even on Blog Talk, um, that uh, Mr. Holip and Queen of Pharma have actually engaged with um, that has cute Af- cute black moniker in their name, but yet has zero. Negative 20 awareness to um, what's going on in their own world while saying they do, and negative 200 aspect of solutions to get out of the quandary that we're in. Um, And so it's crazy. Um, This identity piece, I know that folks. It, it just seems to make sense that we're Americans because we're born over here, and and the American way of life is all we know. And when you get on the buses, get on the trains, and you see some of the crazy acting <laughs> of, of of fellow stolen Africans, it just makes sense to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're Americans, so that's all we know. Uh, we don't. We don't do things exactly the way that they do on the continent. And so this discussion tonight will not be in any way an attempt to say that we are exact 100% um, duplicates of our brothers and sisters and family on the continent. The the Ma'afa being in the diaspora has shaped us um, a tad bit differently. But what I argue, what I have argued, what I am arguing is that our identity, who we are, still has not really been affected by the Maafa process and by being made into a forced diaspora. What has been affected,
3: obviously,
2: is our consciousness, our Africanness has been cloaked, has been shrouded, has been um, uh, misrepresented by Caucasoids and by Caucasoid minions, meaning some of us. Um, our consciousness has definitely been changed, but our identity has not been changed. We can never be 100% Americans. We can never be 100% Caucasoids,
1: ever, ever.
2: Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> and uh, hopefully with the information and the quotes and everything from tonight's show um, and part one and the part three that will be coming, hopefully more and more people will start looking at it in that way. Um, this isn't a show to convert nobody. I'm not a Christian, so I don't convert people. Um, what I like to do is just give people More than likely new information or different information that they probably haven't heard before, Um, information from myself who've been doing this um, dedicatedly, you know, making that a word tonight, for 17 years, um, as well as sharing information from other people who've been doing it double those years and some triple those years who have organizations and buildings and businesses uh, based on African life. And so if you ain't going to take my word for it, you know, maybe uh, some of the quotes and some of the people we'll be talking about, uh, maybe you can take their word for them. Um And then do the research yourself. Again, on the show page as well, I, I put back up five books to help reawaken the African inside. And and unfortunately, I'm sure most of the folks that talk this American thing have never heard of those books. Definitely haven't read them, and if they have done those two things, then if they're still doing the American piece out their mouth, then they haven't understood the information in those books. And so, so yeah, we'll um, throw on some music, and then have a few other show notes to deal with. There's some other good shows out there that uh, we, we we should be supporting to, um, again, get out of this um, false identity and get back false consciousness and get back into who we are so then we can move forward because as Baba Amos says, we got to move forward for group consciousness and the group consciousness is based on shared experiences, shared information, shared knowledge bases. And so once we get more Stolen Africans who are consciously and deliberately re-Africanizing their lives, then that pool of people will be at the forefront of creating the institutions, creating the programs, creating what needs to be done to then help re-Africanize other stolen Africans. Um, And I've talked at length as far as it can't be done by getting all these different disparate groups disparate Groups of different ideas Together and then, no, we need a Collective body, all in the Same book, metaphorically And then moving forward, but anyway So, yeah Play some music, play a clip And then we shall come Back Won't be a good one, this will be a good one You don't know on.
4: Look back into your past Brother, Look back into your past Back in. Your dad, sister, look back into your dad, brother. My was a king, he wore fat, go change the fat. Ruby rings. nobody believes this to be true. Maybe it's because my eyes ain't blue. You ain't gonna find it in your history book. Come here, young blood, and take a look. It's deep down deep inside this hardcover. Don't you know that you was bar brother? All you read about is slavery, never about the black man's bravery. You look at the pictures, and all they show is African people with bones in their noses. That's a lie. You didn't get that from my lemon pie. Yeah, I could class. I got a Z. Consistory meant nothing to me. Except a definite nap. That's why. I was just sat on the back. I told the girls to write a rhyme because I didn't know all times of black man's time cool. When I was young, my mama told me stories of black people's fight to bring us glory. Yeah. I used to think these were stories to put me to sleep. But now I know mama's talk wasn't cheap. I know Africa
5: for Africans and histories, the blood of every woman and man. Now I begin another search the incredibly involved, the incredibly difficult, and incredibly frustrating search incredibly involved, the incredibly difficult and incredibly frustrating search trying to pull together... The history of a people. Page one, page two, page three. Until no signs to
4: me. Yeah, so I listened to the table of the contents. Uh. They wrote a little thing about us in the project. What? The only history we make is if we kill somebody, rape somebody, but other than that, we're nobody. Speaking like a brother living in the jungle. I know I was here first, but I remain humble. Now it's time to rekindle the fire. I saw young brothers with the eye of the tiger. Acknowledge your own, we have a home. Put on this herb to live and roam. Christopher chose to explore, southern America? America, yeah sure, he thought the planet was square, traveled many places but we already had been there, we left tracks, back track, back, first civilization, you know where that was found at, looking for the true black days of glory, but, but you're, you're reading history, history. that's his story, the red for the blood and the black for the man, the green. about Mother Africa, talking about Father Africa,
6: Africa, is the mother of civilization
7: on the planet Earth, Africa, where science, cosmetics, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding all comes from in Africa, Africa, Africa say Africa. We say Africa.
4: Africa. say Africa. We say Africa. Africa. All the people say Africa. Africa.
3: Africa. Let me just real clear. All right. The only fucking reason we ever listened to the Nation of Islam because they used that black shit. The only fucking reason we listen to Nation Gods on Earth because they used that black shit. The only reason we listen to the Black Hebrews because they used that black shit. The only reason we listen to the Black Christian nationalists because they used that black shit. And if we can agree that they all used that black shit, then why not go back to the black shit? That is Word. the point Mama. which is made. That is the point. Why do you continue to play games with me? You're using my black shit and covering it up with, with the wall shit. So shit. all you do is wipe off the Bullshit and get you the Black shit which is the only Shit It makes Absolutely no sense You go to church You go to church you pray You dance and you sing You go to a white church You sit there like a fucking monk. The difference between the white church And the black church is the black shit So why not just go back To the black shit Go to the most high point of anything. Go home before you was corrupted. It is a clear time frame reference where the only people on the planet were those black people. There was no Islam. There was no Judaism. There was no lessons. There was no gods on earth. There was no word for God. Just original people vibing with each other. Soul, soul, son, beings. So I'm not mad if you continue to use my black stuff, but don't get mad at me because I refuse to be tricked. Give me the uncut thing, okay? I said this before. If you're going to get high for cocaine, don't sniff the scramble. Get the raw shit, all right? If you're going to practice spirituality, get the raw shit. Stop dealing with the cut. Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Nation of God on Earth, West Muhammad, they all deal with the cut.
8: Uh
3: Plain and simple. It ain't even hard to see. It's very, very simple. So I'm not trying to advocate or even say, well, they're using this. Well, if they're using that, why don't they go back to the stuff they claim they use? If if they use that in, in their literature, right? and they say it's right and exact, then why not go back to the point of origin of the things that they claim is right and exact? If you're going to use uh, Timbuktu, if you're going to use uh, ancient African science, if you're going to use the pyramids and say, yeah, Matthew created that, right? You already know if we you anything you're talking about, then why not go back to that? That is the fundamental difference. I refuse to stay in mediocrity. I refuse to be conquered by Religion. You're conquered by religion if you're trying to explain to me that the brothers are talking about the black stuff, but they're still Muslims. They're conquered by religion. With the first thing that ever walked upright, with the first people that ever thought about reading and writing, philosophical thought, mathematics, science. You cannot defeat your enemy with the cut. He will wash your cu- ass away. Ugh. That's why I say what I say. Because it's black African power, not black Christian, Muslim, Hebrew, God power. That is no power. That's called lack of power. And you're suffering from post-traumatic slave syndrome. Inferiority complex, those brothers have. If you're Muslim and you're a black Muslim, you're suffering from an inferiority complex. If you're a Christian, and you're a black Christian, you're suffering from an inferiority complex. If you're a nation god on earth, you're suffering from an inferiority complex because you're saying that some people came in and gave you something, and now you accept it, meaning your system was inferior to what was brought into you, and I refuse to do that.
2: Damn, I love that, brother. All right, of course. Whoo, man. Um, the first clip was from um, OG Jungle Brothers. Acknowledge your history on the album done by the forces of nature. So, yeah, I put these in the chat, but let me go ahead and read them into the record. Other good – can you, everybody hear me all right <clears throat> in the chat room online? Everybody hear me? Tested one, two? Okay. Oh, so I'll put them in the chat room, but let me read them into sort of the record. Some other good shows to. or Parish by um, a great, great friend of mine, Brother Taj Malik. Arabic piece to help this lie set out of our soul, spiritual consciousness. Definitely check out his show. Play around with the headset a bit here. Probably just need a new headset. Hey, Huey, what's going on? Uh, So, yeah, so Pan-Africanism or Parish is the name of the show. Taj Malik, T-A-J Malik is the host, and that's Thursdays at 10 p.m. Okay. Um, Right before this show, um, Queen Ifama, the true terrorist, she has her show on um, Sundays at six PM. Um so peace. So yes, you can check out her show. Again, if you want raw, dog, uncut <laughs> truth. She's the truth terrorist and and she definitely brings the information as such. Um, if you don't like cussing in context then Sometimes not in context, but <laughs> if you don't like cussing, then yeah, might not want to check her show out. But if you don't mind that, if you can get past that, the, the, the whole thing ain't ain't like that. But she 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 brings it just raw dog straight up. So Queenie Fama, Truth Terrorist Sundays six p.m. Now for folks who want some. Deep good information about traditional African wisdom. You definitely want to check out um, Brother Amachi and his IKS, Indigenous Knowledge Systems. A-M-A-C-H-I, that's his name. And that's Thursdays at 9.00. And so yeah, so listen to Brother Amachi for an hour, <laughs> and then check out Brother Brother, Brother Taj and his Pan Africanism show for for the other hour from nine to ten. Or you could probably you know get through all of Amachi's show and then catch the last hour or so of Brother Taj. They both on Thursdays. Um, Pan Africanism will perish on the ten. Um, Amachi and IKS is on at nine. So, so Thursdays, Thursdays confound and conflict me as well. <laughs> but I try to, um, you know, check out both of them when I can, lend some support. But brother Amachi is deep, 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 deep with with his information on traditional African wisdom, and he doesn't cut anybody else any slack. None of the Christians, none of that New Age crap, nothing. So you want to check that show out. Um, And then on the 9th and 19th of every month at 9 o'clock, you have Ambassador Asar and his show, African Holistic Healing. Um, He puts down a wide variety of topics from African spirituality to, you know, actual healing to, um, you know, critiquing the craziness within our community, things like that. But, again, from a common sense perspective. And when he can, for everyone who knows, Holip is the co-host over there, uh, Mr. Holip. <laughs> All praises due <do laughs> to Mr. Holip. He was the one that um, put me on with the debate that I'll be sharing some of that with y'all tonight. He was the one that went ahead and was like, "Man, go and get your own spot." uh am here on blog talk and 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 coach me through doing it. And so. Um, I, I I'm, can't wait for Holip to either come back on Blog Talk, or to um, uh, finish up his book. You see, one of the reasons why he's not on Blog Talk anymore now is because he's going to be working on a book, and so that's definitely you know some of us are chomping at the bit waiting to see that. Oh yeah, and Ambassador Sir he has a book out too. Um, breaking oh god, breaking the master plan or Ah, uh, I'm ashamed I forgot the title, but he's got a book, too.
8: But, yeah, so those
2: are four good other shows to check out. And I'm sure I'm forgetting. Hmm. Circuits are busy. I'm sure wait, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other um, some other shows, too, so don't be offended. If I ain't mentioning your show, we'll definitely get them in on future um, talks here at Africa's Reascension um, blog talk must be tripping because right now the call queue is empty so it's not like you got a whole bunch of people <laughs> tying it up and plus we're on the expanded version so I can have more than five followers but right now I don't have the call queue is open so I don't know what's going on on that end from blog talk
7: um, as usual they're tripping uh, hmm. So it
2: seems like some folks can hear me sometimes and other folks can hear me fine. Um, again, I don't know if it's my the, the headset that I'm using or if it is with Blog Talk. I'm not sure. Uh, for folks in the chat, please press 1 if you can hear me okay and press 2 if you can't. Um, if I get a whole string of twos, then maybe I'll just um, scrap this headset I got plugged in and speak directly into the phone. Um, so folks in the chat, can y'all press one if y'all can hear me okay? Or, and, yes, you can hear me.
7: And two equals no, you can't.
2: So, yes, uh, identity confusion.
7: We, uh-oh,
2: there's one, two. Okay, there's one, one. There's another one. Okay, so blog talk must just be tripping with you. Um, nose candy, so um, I don't know what's going on. Maybe Refresh. Maybe turn some stuff down. I'm not sure. Uh, but the other folks say they can hear me, so we'll roll with that. Where are my notes? Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, all right. <sighs> House of Monroe, peace, peace. You can be anywhere else, but I'm glad you stopped by Africa's Reascension. So This show is going to be chock full of quotes Quotes from Some of the scholars (laughs) uh, Who have addressed This um, identity piece Again you just Some of y'all just heard the great um, Breakdown from Brother Ah On this identity piece And we're definitely going to Talk about some others You know what before I do that I'm going to And, folks, remind me, I'm going to do this once a a week for this month that I'm on. As we know, this is um, May 1st. This is Bob Wally's month. Um, And, you know, there's a new book out and a whole bunch of reviews out. And basically, motherfuckers are trying to recast Bob Wally. Folks are trying to freeze-frame Bob Mawali. Um, I spoke on this last week. Um, Free-frame consciousness is what Caucasoids and their dark minions are doing with our nationalist leaders or our nationalist um, scholars, our nationalist activists. Um, They're free-framing Du Bois and just getting us to deal with souls of black folks. They're freeze-framing Du Bois and just getting us to focus on his talented 10th notion. But Du Bois, you know, lived to be in his 90s, and he wrote souls of black folks very early in his life. And he wrote about eight, nine, (laughs) ten other books after souls of black folks. He even gave an address to the um, to his one time hear that one time fellow Bulea members um, called the Talented 10th Memorial Address, Talented 10th Memorial Address, where he then introduced the concept of the Guiding 100th. Most folks don't know that. Most folks don't reference that or talk about that because we are freeze framed deliberately. To look at the boys at a certain Period of life freeze frame We we Definitely know That they have tried to freeze frame Dr. King And his insufficient Funds check speech um, It only Later has been called Some damn um, I have a dream speech and, and it's funny Because I knew I had heard That back when I was in school but you know, everybody else and their mama and now keep popping up in books, I have a dream speech, I have a dream speech. So I had to keep on digging. And I did finally find. Clarence Jones just um, did a did a book talking about it and and um, the speech and King's life and sort of stuff like that. And in there he did he does mention that it was not initially called the I have a dream speech. He gave it another name. But the name that I'm familiar with is that that lecture, that presentation that he gave was the insufficient um, funds check speech, where we're we're writing a, a check for justice and we're trying to get it cashed by America and it's being returned, it's being bounced back to us as insufficient funds. And this I have a dream part is just a part of that. But of course, Caucasoids and their dark skinned minions, freeze frame. King, before I have a drink, excuse me, so we don't get the the um I can no longer speak out against violence uh, amongst the oppressed until I first spoken clearly amongst the biggest purveyor of violence the world has ever known my own u s government King that's the direct quote from King. <laughs> we don't hear that one. we don't hear his um the um, um, opposition to the Vietnam War And and I even came across A clip where he was You know brother's trying to ask him You know I don't want to do the whole Drafting thing And King is 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 Trying not to directly Say well don't register there But you know that's the essence Of what he said we don't hear that Freeze frame They freeze frame and King And they're doing that with some other folks too but they are definitely attempting to freeze-frame Baba Omawali, Malcolm X. They're trying to freeze-frame him when he went to Mecca the last time, and he sent back his postcards, and he made a few statements that the white man over here looks different, acts different from the white man over there in America and I'm now willing to work with anyone who is uh, about fighting the oppression of black folks and all oppressed people and stuff like that. And so the reporters rushed at him. He barely got his foot off the plane. And and, and reporters are rushing to him and asking him, we've heard you've changed. And so even on the Make It Plain documentary, which is okay, it's pretty good, they have a small clip there of the reporters, you know, getting the mic in his face saying, we've heard you've changed. But then when he got amongst us January 7th, 1965, so you can check it for yourself, <laughs> it, was the, it was called Prospects for Freedom. Um, I'm about to play a clip where I call it his definitive position on <laughs> him changing or not changing. And so I'm putting this out here because Caucasoid's, with this Marrable book, and with I mean um, Remnick in the New Yorker um, just reiterated, re, excuse me, regurgitated this BS of Malcolm had a more universalist approach when he came back, and on a, there, there's a website. Uh, oh shoot, I think it's Malcolm-X.org or something, but they have some pictures of him when he was in Africa and, and, and overseas. And when you read the caption at the bottom, uh, Malcolm X and his more universalistic and humanism, all that is bullshit. Yes, he did change his perspective from, from uh, the white man is the devil fully. He learned how to strategically state that a bit more. Differently Um, Yes he did um, Change A few of his positions from the nation Because he was out of the nation now From being just focused on religion To being more political Um, But this He has thrown away Black nationalism He has thrown away Specific and direct love for black folks And now he's universalist And humanist Is B.S. And I will be a one-man campaign if I have to 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 let folks know that it, it, on this piece he did not radically change. But but these caucusoids are going to push it. They're going to push it. And so um, you get this speech yourself and listen to it. And you can copy this this quote that I'm about to play <laughs> and, and and give it to all folks that's going to try to freeze frame Bob O'Malley. Malcolm
5: X. The first thing I returned, I kept being asked the question by some reporters. (laughs) Uh, We heard you changed. And I I would say, I was kind to the reporter, actually. I smiled and all. (laughs) But I would say to myself, how in the world can a white man expect a black man to change before he has changed? How do you expect us to change when you haven't
8: changed?
5: How do you expect us to change when the cause that made us as we are has not been removed? Why, it's infantile, it's immature, adolescent on on your part to expect us to change, to expect us to be dull enough to change when you have not yet gone to the cause of the condition that makes us act as we do. You got the wrong man. I'm a Muslim, and I believe in brotherhood, and I believe in the brotherhood of all men. But my religion doesn't make me a fool.
2: And see, we all have seen folks who have really changed. Um, Earl Ofari Hutchinson. And just call him Earl Hutchinson now. <laughs> he wrote a few books. He's out on the West Coast. He wrote a few good books, you know, dealing with African-centered manhood and, and, and you know, all this sort of stuff in the beginning. And when I was out on the West Coast, you know, I got a taste of him. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. And um, I don't know, you know, what was going on in his life or what happened, but Next thing I know, you know, he got a nice cushy job, I think, for USA Today or some big newspaper out there. Um, and then he put out he had put out another book, and, you know, I was basing stuff off of his older stuff, and I was like, ooh, okay, let me check it out. And I looked in there, and I was like, what the hell, huh? And then he did a few radio programs, and just not only did he move away from you know, the, the the African perspective, he was then going back in and dogging it. And I was like, whoa, money make you do that? Wow, okay, so that means it really wasn't in you in the first damn place. Because, you know, it's one thing, you know, maybe you did some dirt <laughs> and somebody is going to white mail you because of the dirt and so you decide to just back away from everything. That's one thing. But then... If you gonna back away but then bad mouth and bad talk and shoot down stuff that you at first held to be true, that's something totally, totally different. And so that's evidence of somebody that has changed. But with with Bobo Mawali, again, that is from January seventh, nineteen sixty five, post Mecca, post Hajj. I also went and re listened to his last major speech um, before. Um, FBI, NYPD, and NOI decided to kill him. Um, where he was at the um, Ford Auditorium in Detroit, and where where we'll be hearing a little bit of that tonight. Um, on what he had to say about the African identity and stuff. And my 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 all time favorite quote from him comes from his last major speech. Again, post Mecca, post hodge the 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 of of the, the the talk, you know, when you listen to the OG Malcolm and the the, the 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 you know the new Malcolm, you you can see a difference in that. But as far as the 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 black nationalist rhetoric, the the pan Africanness, um, love for black folks specifically, all of that, that has not changed. And and so again, folks just got to go do their own research. <laughs> Go dig it up for yourself, and you'll see that this freeze frame approach to our people—we have—we're gonna to have to fight that amongst our people. I don't—I don't really care what white folks say, but when black folks start parroting that BS, then I have a problem. And 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 when black folks believe it and try to trumpet it and try to shoot you down on that, I just step back, get their own words, play it for them, give it to them. Enough said. Because then you should be able to understand that that particular analysis that you're coming from is faulty. Because these are his words. I ain't sound biting them to death, which Caucasoids love to do. <laughs> I'm giving you the whole thing. And so, yeah, so I don't want to get off on that. But, yeah, so so. hopefully, folks will join with me in the fight not to let Caucasoids and their dark skinned minions freeze frame Baba Mawali into. He came back as a humanist, no, that is total total horse manure. Identity confusion. Okay. Let me be clear. We are afraid. We are Africans who have been affected Dare I say Traumatized By the Maafa and and the Americanization process The diasporic African Family are Africans Who have been traumatized by the Maafa In the specific Regional aspects of their Colonization I am constantly Hearing I am not African Because of language They will say, continental Africans have different conceptualizations of this or that um, versus over here. Therefore, we're not Africans. While we are not carbon copies of traditional Africans on the continent, hopefully this talk will open up folks, um, open up the listeners to very key and critical and deeply rooted aspects of our day-to-day Africanness, that we still express today that has just been purposefully shrouded and mislabeled as other things while our consciousness has been transformed changed and reshaped
5: at our core
2: we are still african people In mass Continent of our origins, Africa. This is the root of a lot of our unspoken of behaviorisms and sensibilities. This is the land, Africa, of our first direct descendant ancestors. And let me make a side note here, and I may have said this last week too. Caucasoids are heavily trying to push that we excuse me, that all humans are Africans. Genetically, that might be true. But phenotypically, spiritually, and definitely culturally, only us, black stolen Africans of the diaspora, and only us, black disruptive Africans on the continent, can claim actual Africanity. Caucasoids do not look like African people. Caucasoids do not relate to spirit. African. Caucasus do. Anyway, behave. We come from Africa, so we're all Africans. Is gen- only it genetically true. It's a shame when you. Okay. Thus, we all come from Africa, so we're all Africans. It is only genetically true. Period. To the degree that global African have been affected by full Caucasoid reculturalization. To that same degree, we can show half African people behaving more and more like Caucasoids. But that is it. Let me repeat that. To the degree that the global African family have been affected by global Caucasoid reculturalization efforts, to that same degree We can show African people behaving More and more like Caucasoids, But that's it Our deeply Seated African nature Can never Never ever Fully be changed By other quote unquote Human beings Quote unquote Caucasoids can lie Cockrozoids can create a system of rewards and punishment. Cockrozoids can straight out omit information. Cockrozoids can destroy information. But the deep, deep cultural essence of our being, they have never and can never touch. And it is this area that folks like myself, Mama Marimba Ani, Diakotos, Baba Barco, Wade Nobles, um, Amos Wilson, Kobe Cambone, and others are focused on reawakening within us. Instead of arguing with me and repeating the silently Caucasoid imposed ideas of our non-Africanity into your heads from talk shows or their universities, I challenge people to read some works that directly say, even with the effects of the maafa that we're still African people how about read from cover to cover the African personality in America by Dr. Kobe Cambon? and then let's discuss the identity question how about read from cover to cover seeking the SAKU S-A-K-H-U by Dr. Wade Nobles and then let's discuss the identity question how about read from cover to cover the Sankofa movement Re-Africanization and the Realities of War by the Okoto Family. How about read Let the Circle Be Unbroken by Dr. Marimba-Ani from Cover to Cover. And I keep stressing from Cover to Cover because, as I said earlier, I've already exposed one person in my debate, who kind of, sort of, read certain things, but then he took those ideas, those authors' ideas wholly out of context. So, you know, if you read it from cover to cover, then at least we can be operating from a slightly more equal knowledge base. Um, And then you will get their arguments more fully articulated than I could ever lay out in a two-hour program. And while there are a lot, lot more books that deal with this, those four that I mentioned definitely can get you on your way. It's time to stop piecemealing Africa. It's time to stop using Africa in name only, but not using African wisdom to move us forward. And if you want to see a visual of those books, again, it's on the front page of um, it's on the show page tonight So for folks that's listening to the chat You're seeing the cycling of those books You know <laughs> Yeah, Donald Read a book, read a book Read a bleep, bleep book I love that, yes <laughs> um, Here A quick quote from Dr. Nobles not a Kuberku the first, about what the Ma'afa was supposed to have did to us, and unfortunately, what it has done to us.
9: We have to understand our damage and we are to rectify it. And this notion of of of, of the Ma'afa, the the, the the death and destruction beyond human comprehension and convention is only understandable when you realize that the way the question, what do we do with these Africans, was answered is that you deny the validity of their humanity. See, that's the answer. The Maafa was about the denial of the validation of the humanity of African people. And once I deny you being a valid human being, I can do anything to you because you're no longer human. I can do anything to you. So during the lynching, I can, I, can, I can cut out a black woman's body, her baby, while she's being lynched. She's already being lynched, head over fire flames, being de- tortured and destroyed, and I will proceed to simply cut open her belly, and as that beautiful black baby falls to the ground, I take my foot and stomp its head. That's beyond human comprehension and convention. But it only happens when you have made the psychological shift to say these things are not human beings. And when we walk to the store, when I I get my degree, I got my gold card. I got got doctor on my gold card. I'm so I'm so proud of myself. You know, don't don't have my my first name is doctor on my gold card. When I go to the store to use my gold card, and someone looks right to me and waits on the white person behind me. That's my offering. That's destruction. That's the damage of my entirety as a spirit and as a human being. We have to look at these things not as some atrocious, vulgar act of violence, but as a more subtle, subliminal violence that erodes our sense of integrity as a human being.
2: Heavy, heavy, heavy. A lot of folks don't get why some of us are pushing this reawaken your Africanness piece. We're here. We've been here. This is all we know. What I would say to them is that is actually the problem. That is actually the problem. And as Mama Marimba always said, actually, I ain't even got to say that. I can play her own words on, to start, why we got, why this Africanist piece that we're talking about is so important.
1: We should always begin with the African worldview, with the African asili, as it were, the asili, the cultural seed, the essence of the culture. Because that is our grounding, that is our frame of reference. And without an understanding of the African worldview, we really cannot um, critique. European thought and European behavior effectively. We need that foundation that comes from outside of the European worldview. We cannot critique European thought and behavior functioning within their framework. We have to come outside of it. And for us, what comes from our nature um, is our understanding of the world, the way in which we relate to the world, and the seed from which our culture develops. and
2: We constantly keep trying to attack this beast And bang on this beast Using the beast's paradigm Using the beast's methods And wondering why over and over and over again Things don't work The reason being is To use the Audrey quote You cannot defeat the master. Um, You can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. We have to step outside of uh, concordatory reality to be able to properly engage it, to be able to properly critique it, to be able to properly build what we need to build to move forward. You cannot do that from inside of it. And that's not even just, you know, the whole the, the 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 crazy angle that too many of us took in the '60s. The best way to defeat the system is to work from within. Only a very I say one percent, point eight percent of us will be steeped and strong enough within who we are as African people to then go into the european reality and then still be able to take out of it and help those other africans throughout the larger the the the, the larger populace too many everyone else the other 99.2% get gobbled up by the system because it's a system you're an individual trying to go into a fully functioning 400-year operational system and then think that you individually are going to dismantle it. Now, you would think that we've got 40, 50, 60 years to show that that's a fallacious statement, but you still got folks that's pushing it. And now here's the catch. Here's the last nail in the coffin, I feel, to the integrationists, Argument We now have A dark skinned person Who has attained the Highest level of Integration into the society That right now
1: Seems possible
2: President For Voice peace Of the United States of America And yet The conditions of stolen Africans here, stolen Africans in the rest of the diaspora, and disrupted Africans on the continent has not changed one whit. Some folks in the blogosphere are arguing that it's worse now because it's going to be a black-skinned person that is pushing to get AFRICOM on the continent. Right now, the new place they're looking at is Djibouti. Under under Bush, he was trying to court um, um, uh, Sir Leif Johnson to get in Liberia, and that seemed to have uh, fallen through. And so now under Obama, um, folks are working on maybe possibly getting AFRICOM in Djibouti. It's it, it, Under a black person's watch. He should, you know, <laughs> um, ah, man. The the, the 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 Haitian piece, I, we could go on. This we should, whether he gets to the second term or not, after this experiment is done, whether it's done in two thousand twelve, two thousand sixteen, we should never ever ever again hear that integration and assimilation is the way to go for us ever, because you can't get no higher than president. <laughs> you can't get no more integrated, no more nothing in the society than the president of this freaking country. And if that position don't help you and help us, then then we should be able to finally once and for all
8: throw
2: that model away and going back to Marimbani quote, look back into who we are and get outside of this reality, get back into our Africanness. We don't have to make stuff up completely. We will have to tweak certain things based on the regional experiences of where we are. But as far as being African and understanding that and moving forward in the world, that That all African people can do What it'll Exactly look like How it will exactly manifest Will be different From region to region and place to place And based on Who is running it and how The colonial system is set up And and what the opposition Will be and all that sort of stuff So, So those dynamics will be different And we'll have to figure that out on the fly
1: But that first
2: thing is to get that identity piece right in our heads. Gathering with other folks that's got that right in their heads and in their spirits. And then moving forward with creating things not within the system is not gonna work. We will need certain individuals in certain places to let us know what Caucasoids are trying to do and what they're gonna do. But that should not be where the bulk Of our energy and information goals, and that's where it is right now. (laughs) The minority are out trying to build the African nation, and the majority are trying to change stuff within the system. That has to slip totally if we're going to do something different. Now, identity confusion. Again, we'll play a nice quote from Baba Nobles that will walk through how the identity confusion got put in place. So, again, for all these folks, if you know people who let come out their mouth that, that we are not Africans, we are Americans, we are solely, we're just totally, totally cut off, let them hear this. So that they can see how that process happened, but then, at the end of it, father Noble get hints at how to reverse it. He hints at how to reverse it but 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 let's hear what he has to say on breaking down um how we got into the deplorable condition that we're in, as far as not knowing who we are.
9: This psychology of violence occurs because there was a, a decision to systematically de-Africanize African people, All right. to de-Africanize us, All right. to, to de-spiritualize us. All right. And that systematic process occurs in a couple of ways That I think I'm gonna use one right. uh, for, the, for this evening to talk about how it happens. Okay. I want you to recognize in the world that, there are, that every living thing has a nature. Every living thing has a nature. All right. And so a, a, a farmer, if I'm a, a, a farmer who raises sheep and I want the my dog to protect my sheep, I have to first de-dog my dog. All right. okay. <laughs> I have to first de-dog my dog. All right. huh? <laughs> and so the way I de-dog my dog, is that I take the puppy all right. from its mother at birth. All right. I can't let the puppy realize that it is a dog, because his mama might tell him, all right. baby, you a dog. All right. <laughs> so I got to take the dog from its mother. All right. And then I place the head of the puppy against the head of a sheep. All right. I want the, the, dog, the puppy dog to see all right. that all that exists in the world is a sheep. All, right. all that is holy all is right. a sheep. All right. Then I force the dog to suckle mm. at the breast of the sheep. Mm. I want the puppy to realize that its very existence right. depends upon the sheep. All right. All Psychological right. violence. All right. then, then I train the puppy, right. looking at the, the sheep every day, in and out, every day. Right. Sucking at the sheep every day, in and out. Then as the puppy gets stronger, All right. becomes maybe a teenage puppy. All right. All, right. All the strength, no mind, just strength. All right. Right? The puppy's strong. Then I then I, I, I capitalize right. on a natural instinct mm. of living things, right. which is to have territorial imperative. Mm. All living things have a right. natural instinct of territorial imperative. All right. and so I will enter into the corral now an old dog. All right. A scraggly dog. All right. An ugly dog. A dog you'd be ashamed of mm-hmm. if you were a dog. All right. All right. And the puppy engaging in instinctually right. the natural territorial imperative, will attack that old dog. All right. Now, I fixed the battle because the old dog was weak, old, defenseless, with a strong, young, healthy teenage dog. Mm. And as that teenage dog kills the old dog, I reward him. Mm. I reward right. him. I have de-dogged the dog. I have told the dog psychologically that you are not a dog. All that you see that's important are the sheep. You, in psychological language, traumatize the being and place them at risk. What happens when black children at birth are given to a medium where all that they see that is holy is whiteness? All they see is holy on television, in the books, in the all schools, right. walking down the streets, everywhere right. they go, all that they see in front of their face all is that whiteness right. is holy. All I've right. taken the puppy all at right. birth from its mama. All right. Psychologically, you dislocate and create identity confusion. What happens when, when, when I suckle and am taught to suckle at the great white breast? That I'm taught you can have all those interesting thinking. You, can, you may be a creative writer, but you better go get you a good government job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't depend upon black folk for nurturing right. and for development. You've got to get a white man's job. You can't be wearing all that African <laughs> shit. You can't be having them dreadlocks. You can't be, you can't be having them big white. You better clean that shit up and get you a good job. <laughs> you see, you know, see the psychology here, that I am sucking at the big white brass. I'm sucking at it. And the more I suck at it, right. the more right. I realize that right. if I am to exist, right. I must depend upon whiteness. Right. Then you decenter right. and misorient people. Right. You force a puppy to to fight mm-hmm. its territorial heritage. Right. So now, I'm not African. Mm-hmm. I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. I'm not, okay. I'm, okay. I'm not African, I'm from Brazil. I'm not African, I'm from California. Okay. Right. I'm not African, I'm from Detroit. I'm, my territorial imperative no longer becomes Africa. Right. It becomes whatever ground Wade right. Noble stands on. Right. Right. I mean, it ain't about nothing but Wade Nobles. Right. You see what I'm saying? See, yeah. this is what? De-dogging the dog. All right. And so you can, if, you can de- if I can make a sheepdog, which we know we can. All right. I can make an African not African, but the, but the, the value here is that if you know the process of de-dogging the dog, All right. you can re-dog the dog. All right. If you know the process, right. if you know the process of de-Africanizing African people, right. and there is a will, that's the important part, if there is a will, you can re-Africanize African people. Yeah. Right. And that re-Africanization of African people comes with having a deep and profound conversation with Africa. Right. See, so we have to begin to talk to Africa. Not only Africa meaning that geographical landmass, but that Africa that is inside of us. Yes. The African that is in our spirit. We've got to begin to look at that thing and understand how that occurs in terms of African people.
2: Um, no, skipping. I
10: think.
2: Uh, that's a good question. I think I got that from um, just from YouTube. I think it's just somewhere up on YouTube. And so if you got, uh, yeah, there we go. If oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, If you go to my YouTube page, I'm um, gonna here. I never mentioned my YouTube page. I'm on YouTube. Um, just Africa's reascension. It's with a K. All one word. And so specifically you, Nose Candy, <laughs> funny name, um, it's on there. It's called um, Violence Beyond Violence or Holy Violence. It's like eight or nine parts. But then for what you said, because for folks that's not in the chat, Nose Candy made the, the, the statement that he liked, he or she, I don't know, the gender, um, liked the, the quote that we just played from Wade, Wade Nobles. That's who it is, Bible Wade Nobles. And um is violence beyond violence. And so if you have real player, what you can do is after you um download the video, what real player lets you do is convert things to MP3. And so you can convert the video into MP3 and then just put it on CD or keep it in MP3 format, however you got the car set up. And then put it in, and then just bump it and play it. And that—that's some stuff. That's—that's that's some stuff that that I used to do, especially when I was back in San Diego, um, playing traditional African music, <laughs> going through the streets of San Diego and and Los Angeles and stuff like that. And, you know, folks looking at you like, "What's that?" Hey, if if everybody else can play a a mariachi music, and if everybody else can play a be this and each that music How come we can't play African music How come we can't play um, Scholars breaking stuff down You, you got to Counter stupidity with Better stuff And and so yeah So that would be a way that you could do it um, YouTube Africa's, Africa's Reascension and then I've got A whole bunch of uploads That particular one is a clip from um, Violence Beyond Violence Or holy violence I think Download all the clips I think there's nine of them I got the whole lecture there Um, And then if you got real player Or go ahead and download real players For free Okay that's what's up Yeah I was out there uh, From 1990 to 2000 Beautiful place, the consciousness was bad But anyway uh, <laughs> See if you got real player Then you can just convert all the videos To audio Audio MP3 And then burn it to a CD player And bump it while you're going down the street We gotta counter this BS On all different levels All different levels This blog talk medium is just one But all different Levels. So, yeah, so he was talking about de-dogging the dog, de-Africanizing African people. And so it's like when I hear people talk about I'm American, this is all I know and all that, I, I, the first thing that goes in my mind is like, damn, Caucasus got them. They got him. Me personally I I just I can't I can't give Caucus that much power. I'm sorry, I can't do it. And then especially see, I think a lot of this a lot of the identity confusion stems from us not knowing our history, from us not identifying with the three hundred thousand years of history that we have. instead of going all the way back and identifying with the totality of our history, you got some folks that will do a little history and they'll find some black Christians and they'll stop right there. They'll do a little history and find out there was some black Muslims and stop right there. They'll do a little history and find out possibly there was some black Jews and stop right there. You got some folks that do a little digging and find out that there was some Africans that were also Moors and they'll stop right there, All those folks, don't keep going to when we was african Africans, (laughs) And and, and for me, once that really sank in the the, the depth of our history and the totality of our history, and at all those junctures that I just mentioned, none of those were even close to the greatness of when we were just being African-Africans. It just set for me a light bulb, not even one light bulb, like do you know the light bulbs in the stadiums? How many of those in in the football stadium? all those just lit up for me, and I was like, Wow, <laughs> that's what this is about, and so hell, you know anyone that know me personally knows that I ain't perfect, I'm far from perfect. But the majority of my life, I really, 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 really try to live the African way as best I can, as close as I can within this foreign anti-African reality that we're in now, which is a great segue to one of um, the charts on the show page. So, again, I apologize because it doesn't fully come out clear because I had to reduce the size for it to, so it could fit on the page. But if you go to the image with the um, green block on it, that is, again, from Wayne Nobles, the brother that you just heard. Man, th- this this brother is bad. He, out in Oakland, no, in San Francisco, he has the Institute for the advanced study of the black family And if you go You know google him He has a few of his um, articles And some of the stuff of what he's doing Online And and All these non-African Talking folks If they just hear him And read him um, I think a lot of that Craziness would be um, Done away with So I'm going to Um try to walk through this this is what he and some other folks put together it's called the african-centered behavioral change model and i'm not going to go all the way into it now Um, one because probably y'all can't read it (laughs) we're going to work on that i'm going to figure out a way to put up um, the document in a different place maybe when i do a full show on it or maybe even get him on um, or get his protege on I'll put it in Google Docs or something so then everyone can check it out. But from what you should be able to see, you know, you got circles, some squares, some diamonds there going on. Um, it's broken up. The essence of it is broken up into four quadrants. The lower right quadrant, or Q1, is aberrant, A-B-E-R-R-A-N-T. The lower left quadrant is Q2, adopted, A-D-O-P-T-E-D, adopted. And then down below there, you see the word nullification. Um, you see my often environment. Um, underneath those, you see dis-at-ease or dis-ease and negation. Then in the upper right Quadrant, you see adapted, A D A P T E D, that's Q3. And then the left upper quadrant is Q4, authentic. And then above that, you see human authenticity, spiritual oneness, and perpetual veneration. What he's going through and attempting to show within this diagram is that there are four stages of African behavior, especially with no, I won't say it that way there are four stages of African behavior <clears throat> aberrant, adopted, adapted, and authentic aberrant behavior is when you're you're just negating yourself you're doing bad things to your body, you hate Africa, you hate black people, you hate yourself, you are exhibiting aberrant behavior. Drugs, all that sort of stuff, that would fit into aberrant. Adopted behavior, when you adopt the values of someone else, they then supersede your own self. So that means you, um, you happily and willingly, you only know about European holidays. You don't celebrate any authentic African holidays. You you have adopted their way of being. So their their rugged individualism, you take on for yourself the rugged dog eat dog mentality of this. Culture you take on for yourself the 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 woman is secondary and tertiary to existence, and she always is lower than me, the man that's you have adopted and taken that characteristic on for yourself, so you as an African, have adopted the European culture to yourself and your being. And as you see, both of those again are on the lower end of of the the square, and it's under the ma'afin environment. All that is done purposefully. When you move up, you're still and in, and in, you're above the ma'afin environment. You're probably still sort of affected by it, but it's a bit above it. You then have adapted. That is where I and Boba Wade would say the majority of us are at. The majority, excuse me, the majority of pro-black people are at. Pro-black folks have adapted to this environment. So that means you, you know about the holidays, but you may adapt it a different way so you don't deal with, oh, I'm celebrating because I love Jesus, I'm doing this to get my family together. Um, I have to put on a European suit when I go to this job. I have to put on the European clothes when I go to this job, but it does not totally affect and define who I am as an African person. That's, that's sort of the adapted phase. You 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 are in this culture. You adapt certain things. Of the culture for you But you haven't adopted The difference between adapted and adopted Is again I put Q3 within the pro-black Camp you know that This European way isn't your Way but since we still have to Function within it To to, to more or lesser Degrees you adapt Your reality and this reality Into some type of You know synergy to make sense for you that's that that's how I would deal with adapted the authentic area q four is where I would say folks who are self avowed that's what they call themselves african centered this is where we are striving to be ideally this is where every African person should be striving to be reclaiming your human authenticity and reclaiming your authentic african self. this is where you You engage the world with African eyes on as all levels as you can. you've tied back into an African language you've tied back into an African spiritual system of course you have an African mate you use african um ways of child child rearing um most of the information and most of the knowledge base type information that comes in has some high African value to it. All of these are more within the authentic Q4 range of this African-centered behavioral change model.
3: And again,
2: I, 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 I'm not going to be as arrogant and try to say, "Oh yeah, I'm in Q4. I ain't gonna worry about." It. Oh hell no. <laughs> I I mean, I I, I work at a European job, so I have to adapt on some level. Um, I would say one time when I felt the most authentic was probably, well, when I at least worked at, I I used to work at an African-centered bookstore in Chicago called AfriWare. And the way the sister had set up the store, it just felt warm. It felt inviting. It felt like authentic, the authentication of Africa was in this place when you walked through the door. I mean, not only was the incense burning, not only was there African music playing at all times, but it was warm. It was inviting. It was, of course, more so when our own people came in. But even when Caucasoids would stumble in and they would want, you know, some African colors or whatever, whatnot, we wouldn't just, you know, be anti them. <laughs> um, we would still, you know, be, be give some of the warmth, some key word there. And and, and, and and some of the warmth and some of the invitingness to them even when they came. But but that was that was a very, very authentic <laughs> time, um expression for me at that point, and for those of us who want to create African employment for African people, that's what we got to strive to create. How will we make the work environment as African as we can, not just in surface level stuff, and I'll go into that hopefully in a minute. All that's important. You know, African fabrics, the music, the the incense, the all that, the books, all that sort of stuff. But how is the behaviors? How is the character? How is the spirit of that workplace? And see, those are questions that we not even having. How do you create an African centered work environment? Because most of us still, unfortunately, work for white folks, including my damn self. And so creating employment for ourselves, we're still struggling to do that, buying the buildings and, and, you know, getting everything set up to do it. So then I guess that's going to be the next level of discussion, (laughs) how to make that particular space an authentic African space for everybody that walks in but especially us that walks in. And so, yeah, so that's just a, a brief breakdown of Wade Nobles and his African-centered behavioral change model. And I'm really going to try to talk to him at the um, ABCI conference that happily is going to be here in D.C. Um, July 26th through 31st because I want him to write something else directly and specifically on this African-Centered Behavior Change Model, because um, for me, this is just a crucial diagram. This is a crucial document. This is something that, in in the way it was laid out when it was introduced to us in San Diego, it's walking people through minimizing ma'afa and maximizing ma'at. It's about getting us back into cultural alignment Practically step-by-step step. And, in, in, and in practically All of the literature that's out there We don't have A step-by-step step guide On how to re-Africanize The African as Baba Nobles Talked about, you got to piece it together Through three, four, five, six Books and, and eight other Lecture tapes and then talk with other You know what I'm saying, it would be nice To get an idea of that All in one place so then we can walk. So we can. So, so then we can move forward in transforming ourselves, and in then transforming the um, larger communities and areas around us. So 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 yeah. So any again, anyone who wants um a, a, a more seeable <laughs> African centered behavioral change diagram that's up there, just hit me up on email kamal k a m a u three zero one at yahoo.com dot com and I will quickly quickly shoot that to you so you can look at it and see it for yourself and and I'm trying to get a hold of more of the documentation that has been written on it because with Bob Nobles he's out doing the work so he he does his lecturing here and there and stuff, but he's out doing the work he's adapted this um behavior change model. Um, For women with with AIDS, for black women with AIDS And we can quibble, you know, whether or not it's actual real disease or not Or whatever not, but folks are being affected by it And, And if it's not a disease, a real disease Then it was something that folks are doing within their environment Within how they see themselves they possibly allowed the, their immune system to get that bad to be able to get whatever the hell it is they got. And so if we can re-engage and reignite Ma'at within their lives and they see themselves as an African and they're walking with that human authenticity, which is based on spiritual oneness and perpetual veneration as, as Bible Nobles lays out, then you build your immune system up um, psychologically that way. And then they also lay out stuff, you know, how to physically do it. And so that was just a very, very good um, article um, that, he, that he and other folks put together to help those sisters out. But, again, I just said that as an example of he, he's not sitting. He You know, he creates a theory, and, and then he moves forward to put it into practice in certain areas and then he moves on to do some other stuff. And me personally I just like him to come back to this <laughs> and, and, and lay something out in monograph form or in book form and maybe have a full lecture on it. I don't know. To to help us walk through coming back to ourselves as African people. And so hopefully I didn't belabor that too much. Um Hey, what up, Taj? Um, I don't see you in the call. Oh, dang. Okay, let me try this. I'm gonna refresh my screen, my 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 switchboard. Maybe that's what's going on. I just noticed my switchboard is frozen. So let me. Hopefully, this don't mess up stuff. Too bad. Okay. All right, um thanks for that. Um I guess this is Brother Taj. Let me bring him in, see what he's got to say. All
7: you alive on the air. Hotel brother, this is Brother Taj.
2: Hotel, what's going on? Did you hear I gave you a little bit of a
7: little bit of a little bit of a yeah, the the switchboard was
2: freaking froze, man. I'm glad you shot me that. Oh, in.
7: okay. Yeah. I just have a quick question because uh you know like I know this is a reoccurring issue uh with black people in general about the identity piece. Uh and me living abroad um uh, definitely I see the 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 from the other side, that even in Africa uh there are many Africans who are doing a lot of bleaching uh doing a, basically giving up their own culture and their and values to accept other culture cultural values and this so my question is uh and I've been tossing this around in my head. Uh, and this can be applied to uh, Africans in the diaspora and on the continent, what are the real tangible benefits of being African? Because I think it comes down to, for most people, what is the benefit of doing it? Like when people bleach their skin, there is a benefit in of doing it in their eyes, meaning that, somehow the lightening of the skin is going to make them more beautiful or in the case of women, make them more attractive for marriage. I actually had uh, a sister tell me, an African sister that uh, the reason why a lot of women bleach their skin is to become more attractive to African men to to be married. So even if we apply it to America and other parts of the world, what is the benefit? So if I'm talking to a 25-year-old who's, you know, average uh, African male there in America, what is his benefit, his, his tangible something that he can put his hands on or some type of reward of being, accepting this African identity? I think it. It has a lot to do with that, is that a lot of Africans don't see the benefit into uh, being African in its fullness. And we might go halfway, like you're saying, but in its fullness, what is the benefit? Because I see Africans coming from traditional environments who will give it up in a heartbeat. To to, to to get to Europe, to get to America, to just get out of their situation in general. So when we look at Africa in the sense why a lot of Africans are converting to Christianity and Islam and, and other uh, sects that come into Africa, because there is a
0: benefit
7: of being a Jehovah Witness or being a Mormon, And we can say what we want and talk about the 300,000 years of history, but the bottom line is if I become a Jehovah Witness, I'm going to have access to food, clothing, shelter, and I can stay African and starve. So I'll leave my comment right there. Comment questions, last question. Right. Um. Yeah. See, I told
2: you just gonna go a little bit longer so I could keep writing these notes. Uh, um. <laughs> the first thing, specifically with the bleaching, is that just what we putting together, um, different footage and documentation of the negative benefits, because I have seen some of the after effects where they bleach the skin and then a few years later they get all these. Horrible red blotches on their face and or and or wherever they put it on there uh wherever they put wherever on their body they put it um, which which makes them look you know worse off than even before when they thought they so they thought they were ugly with dark skin, they bleached themselves and they probably got you know maybe. Two three years of folks looking at them or whatever whatnot, but then when those blotches and those blisters and stuff starts coming, then they look worse off then than when they thought they were ugly when they was dark. So for that one, I would say that would be a bit easier to combat. Just start gathering up all the um, video clips and pictures and documentation of the prolonged negative effects. Get some testimonies Because you know there's a few testimonies out now Of folks who had done that before and, and, and now They have to go through some other stuff To then counter those effects Because now their body is all out of whack And so it's about a, a Information gathering Campaign Talking to the folks who have been Adversely affected by that Getting the pictures and videos And the documentation And then bam Hitting, hitting with folks Hitting the folks with that uh, Moving forward With the other one The tangible continental Or the tangible benefits. I mean We've sort of had this discussion before uh, In that Christian groups Come over there To the continent Muslim groups come over there to the continent And they set up camp And they set up certain social programs Which First give their benefits to other Christians and other Muslims And everyone else gets left out And so then of course, unfortunately Folks will want to put the tradition stuff aside So they can get said social benefits But as you know from feet on the ground And from me know from talking to a lot of folks and reading When the, 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 the feces hits the fan as far as an illness or as far as some deep stuff that they can't figure out, they going to come back home traditionally to get the illness taken care of or to get X, Y, and Z figured out. So, So the way that I would see countering that is we need to give traditional African life a larger voice. We who have a little bit more money, as far as when we pull it together and put it together, we become the voice of um, tr- traditional life throughout the world. A few a few months ago, I had um, I, I I I I shared a magazine called Cultural Survival Quarterly. It's put together by Caucasians, but I like to get it because they walk through the indigenous people's efforts to fight colonialism and to um, keep a hold of their culture, whether it's you know language programs or food programs or creating policies to keep folks from taking their land, all that sort of stuff. So I love getting that magazine just to see the worldwide fight of indigenous people to keep their culture. I don't like it is because it's white folks that are pushing that effort forward. So we need to have a group of us at the forefront of that to then create the programs, to create the policies to give the traditional people a larger voice. So then we can set up camp right next to the Christian folks, right next to the Muslim folks. We may not have as much in the same type of money as they will, but folks who really don't want to lead their way but still get some social benefits Will come to us, and 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 so so that would be one. That, that's one thing that 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 I, I've been thinking about myself. Like I said, you 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 know we've had that discussion before. It's just about doing it and then um,
7: expanding on it and going from there. I hope that answers. Now, change. how would you apply that? I mean, I, 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 most of your comments has been in regard to Africans on the continent. Now, how would you go about that, say, in America?
2: For America now now I, I I'm coming to the conclusion that black nationalism is limited in America and I think you helped get me to that point, but then also um the last COFA conference that just passed got me to that point too. Semicolon, it will still be needed. Because once we start creating jobs and employment for our people, I see that we won't have enough jobs (laughs) for the people because there's just so much stuff to do. There's just so much stuff that isn't being done, so much things that aren't being addressed that, I mean, it's wide open. Uh, Like Dr. Clark always talking about making our own underwear and making our own safety pins and you know, we did the project. that <laughs> I remember I did a project with some other folks in San Diego where we were um, in the classroom. We had to figure out how to um, how to create a, a a a employment community for us for ourselves. And so we was talking about that. We need those type of brainstorming discussions to be happening. All throughout America, but then you know, moving ahead and moving forward to doing it. So by there not being things now that's directly focused on our interests, once we mm-hmm. start actually doing it, then then it's going to be wide open, <laughs> and mm-hmm. we 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 will have more people, unfortunately, than jobs to fill at least in the beginning because it's. it's we're not making our own nothing <laughs> right wow. now. So so, so, just getting that ball rolling will then put the idea in people's heads. And then, I mean, now technically we'll be redoing what we were sort of doing <laughs> in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s uh, because they let us, they blocked us out from doing their stuff. But now mm-hmm. we've got the, the, the legacy of integration to show that being with them, ain't all that it was cracked up to be, and being in the toilet with them ain't all that it's cracked up to be. So now it'll be our choice. See, beforehand, mm-hmm. Carcassonne blocked us out. This time it'll be our choice to do our right. own stuff. And in doing well, our own I, stuff. I
7: have come to the conclusion, and, and like I say, we, we're both evolving as we get older, and then we we, um, are, we have d- uh, different experiences uh, that impact the way we uh uh, thinking, I've come to the conclusion that that under white supremacy, the identity uh, problem that African people uh, suffer from will continue, that it will not change because it's directly related to the system of uh, Caucasoid supremacy. And now, if you believe that, then you have to come to the conclusion, unless you are able to forcefully change that system, then the majority of African people, especially in America, will continue to be lost and will fall further and further away from the African paradigm, that you you would just have to come to that conclusion, that we don't control the education, we don't control the media. All the things that, that are impacting the consciousness of African people we don't control. We have uh, religious systems, Christianity uh, established in America. Most black people are Christians. We don't control that vehicle at all. So we can't even add that to the list of, of things that we we do have some level of control because uh, we're operating under their ideology of Christianity, their version of Christianity. So my point is, unless we're controlling those things, then this identity piece, this problem, is going to continue and actually is going to get worse because, as you see now, that uh, I think we're in another phase of this uh, this this brainwashing effect upon African people. And so, you know, we're getting further and further away. You look at the younger generation, uh you know, it's a different from when we was growing up. At least we had, you know, P.E. and all the countries, hip-hop, and we had some level of Africanness that's, that that we could cling to. This generation has even less, uh, and you can assume the next generation will have even more or less. So unless something forcibly happens, you just have to come to the conclusion that a majority of African people, especially living in America, will... Not identify with the African uh, Senate paradigm. That is just not going to happen. Uh, See, so, I thought
2: my answer counted. Oh, you okay? I'm sorry. You, yeah, you go, go ahead. On. Go
7: ahead. I'll I oppose. was going
2: to say, yeah, I, I'm because you were at a comma, so maybe you were going to keep going. I was just going to say I thought my answer dealt with that It's like we, those of us who already call ourselves conscious. No, no, mm-hmm. no strike that. Those of us who already call ourselves African-centered specifically,
8: <laughs> we
2: mm-hmm. take the lead in creating those institutions to transform that deplorable, those deplorable conditions that you just laid out. So mm-hmm. so, so, I'm talking about creating those things to counter that. Now, how many right. of them that we'll get, all that, that's, you know, we we won't know that until we actually start doing it more. But but so I'm definitely feeling you. We don't control all those sort of things. But I thought <laughs> my answer was alluding to we take we start creating those things, and, and right, that's right. how you do.
7: It. Right. I mean that that's definitely a a solution to countering the uh, the effect the the brainwashing effect. Uh, but considering that. I think the the African centered community is not even in a position uh, to have a uh, you know a, a program set up where you can implement that type of thing. I mean, it's one thing to say it, but in reality, are we in a position to do it? And I know there's different groups that are doing what they can do, uh, like Nation House and others. But but for the most part, it's not. Any coordinated type of process, and there's no uh, there's no local plan, national plan, or anything to really implement it and have an effect. So what I'm saying is, is that looking at it from both shores, uh, you, I, I'm just seeing how this thing is just uh, it's such a big problem, and and people sometimes don't realize it as like they should that the identity problem is much greater than you can ever imagine. I mean, we have a, I've seen it, and I can bear witness to it, there is a uh, a, 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 a grafting, uh, a genetic lightning that are happen, happening within African communities without any presence of foreigners that you are seeing black men intentionally marrying light women and and black women intentionally marrying light men to breed out the black seed. There's no one around them telling them to do this, but it is happening. So you can find, like, you can look at a population like the Sudanese, at least the the northern ones, and you can see, I mean, that is is taking place. That they're getting lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, and, lighter, and it's 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 embedded in the the mindset. So uh, I just wanted to add that I'm uh, it's early in the morning for me, but I just wanted to add that into the, well, the wait, archive. Wait a minute, huh? Wait a minute now now that's
2: that's going back to your comet theory that we talked about a long time ago <laughs> see that's that's not for me that's not the end of the analysis. everything uh-huh. you just said is the beginning of the analysis
8: mhm
2: we we use that information, what you just laid out, and then, mm-hmm. as a think tank as a group, however we got to do it, we still try to figure out how to counter that so I could, I, and I don't think anyone else in the chat and and on the line would disagree with what you said but I since I know you I know you're not saying stop the fight and stop all this blog talk stuff and just give up because no, we know we're, we're not we're defeated so so, no, no, so no, I know no, you're no, not going no, i saying
7: that I'm saying that this helps the radios and all of this this helps combat it but uh you know it's really it's targeted to mostly people who are already somewhat conscious. Uh, rarely will we get a bunch of people tuning in to the show who are, you know, stone-cold Christians or, you know, people that the real people that we're trying to reach, uh, they're probably not going to tune into your show, my show, or any other show unless they're just curious and they just want to, you know, see what the other side is saying. But for the most part, those people are not uh, listening to to the blog talks show, these type of blog talk show. So it would have to go back to what you were saying, that we would have to do the programs in the community and set up those types of things. I'm not saying not do the things. I, I think you're taking it the wrong way. I'm saying that the problem is so huge that and it's so vital that, are we really attacking the problem the way, the best way we can? That's what I'm asking. I'm asking, should we sit down and really think about how do we combat this problem the best way that we can combat it?
2: And, and Change the tactics, strug- in other
7: words.
2: You're still struggling with that, or, or have you come up with something, or you're going to save it for this Thursday show?
7: And don't be don't be don't be shy. I give yourself a plug too. I know I gave you no, one no, at the no. beginning of the I, hour. No, time. I no. Actually, uh, this does show is on, on a whole other topic. Well, it's on the topic, but it's on a different aspect of it. But what what I'm, I'm I'm wanting to say is that we have to look at the tactics and and what we've been doing. We have the scholarship. We have the scholars who are writing the processes down. Many of them need to be tried out because a lot of them are not even being implemented in the community. Right, right. But we have to we have to look and, and find the model that is going to work and the tactics that we're going to use to make it work. These are two fundamental different things, having the model and then the tactics. And so that's what needs to happen because sometimes you might have to take the hard line with some of this stuff. You know, I, I like what the Jews do. You know, if you come out and attack Jewishness in any form, there's a mecha- mechanism that's set up. I was just on an, online, and I think I, I'm i not at my computer. They have a Jewish def- Internet Defense League or something like that. I will send you the link where they have a network where they scan the Internet and they attack. Any blogs or any people or anything on the internet that are attacking Jews, so and their culture and their history. So what I'm saying is, is that we have to look at look at it from different tactics. Don't you know that there are Christians? I've heard them on some of these blog talk shows that go out systematically and call into shows to disrupt. Whatever message that they're trying to do. So if you're saying you're going against Christianity, they'll call into your show, and you know argue with you, put their opinion out there. The same thing for these so-called uh, uh, these right-wing conservatives. They do this thing too. So we have to basically sit as a tactic, as one tactic that we can use as the African Senate Africans is to say, okay. We're going to select about ten shows that is out there espousing this nonsense, and we're going to call in and we're going to challenge this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, because their shows, they got, you know, 1,000 people tuning in. You understand what I'm saying? They got the the the, the, view, the the listenership, okay? So we got to get our message in those minds of the people that are listening. You understand? So that's what I'm saying. Let's look at the tactics and let's try to modify them. Let's try okay. to try them out and see what is working, what is not working. Because the way we're going now I think is very ineffectual. I mean, maybe that's is that the right word, ineffective. Yeah. It's very ineffective in the sense that we're not reaching, you know, a significant amount of African people with the methods that we, we're we reaching the people that are already, mostly that are already somewhat conscious in that sense. But we're not reaching the, the, that brother or that sister that's out there that's looking for something different. They can't make sense of why they are doing and believing the things they are believing in, and they want something, but no one has reached them. So that's what I'm saying. We We have to... Change the tactics We always have to change the tactics If we continue to do the same thing over and over again We're going to get the same results over and over again So let's change sure. it up That's what I'm saying
8: Okay okay.
7: I thought you were doing that comment
2: thing for a minute So okay That that that, that makes me feel no, nice. uh, the comment <laughs> The comment is
7: a last option <laughs> <laughs> think we didn't try everything uh, We didn't do <laughs> You know, if you just tried everything and it still ain't worked and hey, go ahead and take us <laughs> out. Cosmic intervention, as <laughs> <I say. know. laughs> That's funny. But anyway, man, let me go, man. This is a good show. Uh I caught the last half of it and uh on my way out, so I'll uh definitely listen to this when I get back home. Uh, but uh, keep up the good work And all the brothers and sisters out there That got shows uh, Keep it going Keep pushing it uh, And I'll obviously tune in my show Pan-Africanism of Perish uh, uh, On Thursday And uh, I wish you all the best And blessings, peace Peace
2: Alright everybody That was the Leak. Like you said, check out his show Thursdays, 9 9- Excuse me, Thursdays, 10 o'clock. Um, hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, we got 60 seconds, Three four seven six three three nine five six one. if you want to get in the call queue because the computer part's about to kick out. Um, 347 633 3, 6, I'll play the close and then come back and figure stuff out.
1: system of European control work is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior if you deny that their thing will not work and they will lose their control
2: alright we are back in our overtime session I'm still debating if I want to continue (laughs) because I had a goo-gob of stuff that I wanted to get out. Um, Never went back to my old debate. Didn't really get into how we're still African. Um, Don't know fully how much over time left over, over time. That I have left It may be a full hour I know we pushed it to 30 minutes 22 minutes last week It's probably an hour But I don't know Um, hmm. Let's see if I can still Play any music My switchboard is still up At least right now um because with the switchboard still up, because I still have some other good quotes that I wanted to get in, then we could probably continue. But um let's see if this works.
6: The now. You know we're Jamaican. Oh, I young. know. I don't even know why some people call themselves African American. Even you are one or the other. I know. I'm, I'm from London. Stop for me, you're not English, Well, Even if you are from Dominican Republic, somebody brought you here. We're brothers black in your skin. Stand now, skin Let's yeah. go.
4: They historians lie to me. I don't know what my tribe was, they stole my culture. But I know I'm still standing on that sex with Joe's Joe. I could have been coaster, you Kikuyu. So I just claim I'm all from a
3: we revolution, everybody get down Because when I look around, the majority is brown So we may as well link it up
2: get
8: Uh.
2: Alright. Okay, maybe we won't. Oh there it is. Okay, yeah. We'll do one more good quote and then call it a day. Actually we'll end on this quote, so this is uh, one of my favorite since it is Bob O'Ma Wally's month this month, uh will end on his words. Yebede inkonim. Um, we will be victorious. Abibi Fahodie, Total African liberation. Madasi to all of the folks who were who listened on the phone. Madasi for all the folks who listened on their computers and chat contributed. Modesty to everyone who will download this, um, share it with other people. Uh, Of course, share it with folks of the choir, if you will, but also share this type of information with folks on the fence. You you can get my archives here, you know, with the expanded version I just started a few weeks ago. But if you want um, the majority of my shows, all my shows, actually, uh, when we just had an hour, and then we, when we were reduced to 30 minutes, um, blogtalkradio.com/kamau301. K-A-M-A-U That's where you get all of the shows that I've done in the past, um, earlier in the year and last year. Militant Integrationalism, exposing the fallacy. Uh, Militant integration is one of them. Um, exposing the fallacy of the African origins of Christianity—that's another series. Um, are we wasting our time with mass organizing? That was another one, another series. On how to make a Negro Christian? Talking about my book. Um, whole whole bunch of good stuff is over there as well. So, BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Kamau K-A-M-A-U-301. And then, you know, over here, now under the Black Power Network, um, putting together some archives, um, research, looking at um, different reviews of the Malcolm X book that just came out, and then now we have this ongoing Identity Confusion series. So, um, again, definitely download stuff, send them as podcasts to folks who think like us, but then also... Um, get them the folks that are on the fence, those who you know who are stuck in the American thing, stuck in the Christian thing, Muslim thing, more thing whatever, with no hope of <laughs> getting out and leaving it, let them go down i'm I'm getting to the point. Let them go down with the ship. We need to get the folks just like Jaja said, who are just like excuse me, just like Ty said, who are more on the fence, folks who want the information, just haven't heard this type of stuff before, put this stuff in their hands. And, and Those folks are actually more in the majority. Those who are vehemently and adamantly against Africa and African information and adamantly against African people getting together and doing stuff, they are in the minority. They just talk real loud. <laughs> but but those are not the majority of the folks. Um, the majority of the folks are those who are on the fence, those who are a bit confused by all the different ideologies hitting them, um, or those who you know want to do something else but just don't have the information. So slide this slide these podcasts to them, and let's 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 get that. Number, those numbers a bit bigger. So then we can move forward. Then we can move forward. So yeah, do something this month to remember Bobo Mawali, um, El Hajj Malik El Shabazz, also known as Malcolm X. This is his month. Um, maybe take the nineteenth. Maybe take the day off that day, his birthday. Um, but yeah, so about to end on his words again. A baby total African liberation. Back next time. And I like the sound of it on Black Power Network, Africa's reascension with Kamal McCasey too.
5: So now, what effect does this have on us? Why should the black man in America uh, concern himself? Since we've been away from the African continent for four hundred years, three or four hundred years. Why should we concern ourselves? What impact does what happened to them have upon us? Number one, first you have to realize that up until 1959, Africa was dominated by the colonial powers, and by the colonial powers of Europe having complete control over Africa, they projected the image of Africa negatively. They projected Africa always in a negative light, jungles, savages. Cannibals, nothing civilized. And, and naturally, it was so negative until you, it was negative to you and me. And you and I began to hate it. We didn't want anybody to tell us anything about Africa, and much less call us an African. Uh, and, and, uh, and in hating Africa, and hating the African, we ended up even hating ourselves without even realizing it. Because you can't hate the roots of a tree and not hate the tree. You can't hate your origin and not end up hating yourself. You can't hate Africa and not hate yourself. And you show me one of these people over here who, have been thrown, who has a negative attitude toward Africa, and I'll show you one that has a negative attitude toward himself. You can't have a, you can't have a negative attitude toward yourself, a positive attitude toward yourself, and a negative attitude toward Africa at the same time. To the same degree that your attitude, that your understanding of an attitude toward Africa becomes positive you'll find that your understanding of and your attitude toward yourself will also become positive. And this is what the white man knows. So they very skillfully uh, made you and me hate our African identity, our African uh, characteristics. And you know yourself. that We have been a people who hated our African characteristics. We hated our hair. We hated the shape of our nose. We wanted one of those long dog-like noses, you know. Yeah. Uh, we hated the color of our skin. Hated the blood of Africa that was in our veins. And in hating our features and our skin and our blood, why we had to end up hating ourselves. And we hated ourselves. Our color became to us a change. We felt that it was holding us back. Our color came to us, became to us like a prison, which we felt was keeping us confined, not letting us go this way or that way. And we felt that all of these restrictions were based solely upon our color, and the psychological re- reaction to that would have to be that <clears throat> as long as we felt imprisoned or chained or trapped by black skin, black features and black blood, uh, that skin and those features And and that blood that was holding us back automatically had to become hateful to us. And it became hateful to us. It made us feel inferior. It made us feel inadequate. It made us feel helpless. And when we uh, fell victim to this feeling of inadequacy or inferiority or helplessness, we turned to somebody else to show us the way. We didn't have confidence in another black man to show us the way or black people to show us the way. In those days we didn't. We didn't think a black man could do anything but play some horn, you know, some sound and make you happy with some songs and in that way. We, but when In serious things where our food, clothing and shelter was concerned and our education was concerned, we turned to the man. We never thought in terms of bringing these things into existence for ourselves. We never thought in terms of doing things for ourselves because we felt helpless. And what made us feel helpless was our hatred for ourselves. And our hate for, hatred for ourselves stemmed from our hatred of things after Peace and
2: a BB war a B.B. See everyone next week.